Hello, nerds! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me, as always, is Greg. Taylor! Greg reporting for duty, sir! Uh, stand down, officer. All right. Also with us is Ryan. What? You're, I'm sending you out for insubordination. Sending me out? I'm throwing the book at you. You're, Objection. You're, you're going to the front for insubordination. <laughs> We're sending you halfway to Siberia, and then the other half of the way to the Siberia. Well, that's how we do this show, and that's it. That's the show. It's over. We're going to go see Hobbs and Shaw. I cannot wait for that. Hobbs and Shaw. Like, if you just had one of them, again, I don't know which one's Hobbs, which one's Shaw. I don't think anybody does. Did I, we decide? I, I do know. I, I did an entire podcast about it, Greg. I wish you would have listened. Uh-huh. You would know. Which one's Hobbs and which one's Shaw? Yeah. It, the Rock is Hobbs. Yes. Okay, that's so I did know. I knew the whole fucking time. And yeah. Why Shaw, did you lie to our listeners, Greg? I don't know. Shaw is such a what? classic You're, British last name. Yeah. Yeah, Shaw. Shaw. It sounds yeah, Shaw. It sounds like somebody well, disgusted with Shaw. you. See, when you say just his last name, it's like okay, that could be anyone. You say that his first name is Deckard, and uh, you're like, oh, absolutely, that dude's Dickie British. Shaw. As, that dude's British as fuck. I, uh, Shaw. My favorite thing is doing production meetings live on air. Yeah, have we decided? Are we reviewing Hobbs and Shaw next week, despite it not we, being a comic book? Or I think are we, we just should. are we just going to count on the fact that it's going to come up so many times on yeah. next week's show? We don't Do need it, to review it. Should I just bring in my roommate? Hobbs and Shaw? Yes, <laughs> yeah. you should. I was like, should I just bring in my roommate Brent and we'll revive uh, Two Cast Two Two Furious? <laughs> you know what's weird is, uh, Greg, we're going to go see this movie with Taylor. Yeah, which means halfway through the movie in the theater, his roommate's going to walk in and be like, "What is this?" And then sit down and watch it for <laughs> a little bit. He did get very upset. He was like, "Hey," because he came back from a long trip and he was like, "It's coming out this week. Do you want to go?" I was like, "I, I already have tickets sewn out." And he's like, "All right, cool. That's great. <laughs> That's rough, dude. It was That's it was rough stuff. It was it was very rough stuff. Yeah, I've got re- I've got a real response to that. Will he drive from his home to our studio in Burbank to come see it with us? I I was like, hey. If you want to come down, he was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Out of revenge. Yeah. And also because it, it's a long drive. And, that's, <laughs> and there's theaters know. everywhere. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. that. You do the drive for the love of the cast. Yeah. 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 He was like, I, I'll watch it eventually and we can talk about it. What single element are you most excited? This is our pregame for the, for the yeah. movie. What element are you most excited about? Uh, it's, uh, this might only happen a couple times. But it's when all three of us stand up and scream at an action thing. <laughs> all action stuff will get one of us at yeah. least. But there's, there'll be a two things probably that where all three of us just stand and applaud. Yeah, yeah. we all have our things. I'm like suplexes and jump punches. Those right. are going to get reactions. Especially of off a wall, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm, I'm very much a anything that is even r- remotely close to uh, The Rock's Daddy's Gotta Go to Work, where he uh-huh. then flexes off an arm cast. Anything close to that, I'm like, this is everything that I want from cinema. You know what's weird is, I never put this together, but my two favorite fast moments are uh, driving the safe through Miami in yeah. five. That's not that's not Miami. It's not even close to Miami. Fine. Uh, Orlando. And, uh, <laughs> and then um, Vin Diesel and Letty jumping over a freeway. Uh-huh. Both involve chains. So I think anything that has to do with chains, oh, I'm in like on. The, yeah. You like the chain. You're and bringing I think out the chain. Like if Ghost Rider is the star, like joins the gang in Fast Nine, I'm in. I'm in, regardless. Yeah, regardless. Because you're a Fairweather fan. But yeah, I would watch a Ghost Rider with the Fast Crew or a Fast movie with Ghost Rider in it. I'd watch either way. If 
I said I had seen the movie and there were no chains in it at all. Would you even believe me? No. I mean, you know there's going to be yeah. chains. Well, there's going to be at least one chain, that chain around Dom Toretto's neck, because it is ah. his one token. And I heard that, that it's just Paul Walker's head on a chain. <laughs> yeah. it's it's. I'll, I'll say it. It's in poor taste. How but much Dom Toretto do you think we're going to see in this movie? Not one. Yeah, Probably zero. not much. Right? Not a one. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's no way that as much as he and The Rock fucking hate each other. This movie is because they hate each other. This yeah. movie came into existence because of hatred. And then it engendered more hate to the oh. way that Tyrese joined in. He was like, I'm going to walk out. Did <laughs> you guys see the story going around where they all, Shaw, Hobbs, Dom, the real guys, have in <laughs> their contracts? Yes. Like how they can only be punched so many times. They can yeah. only lose so many fights. Yeah. It's they cannot be seen to lose more fights, and especially with regards to the other people, uh-huh. they cannot be seen to be more weak than the others. Dude, you have to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's like everything that we talk about now makes me think of that. But there's a whole part about like what happens when you're like an aging actor and you have to start being the villain, and then you're always shown losing fights, and then after a while. People think your real life like virility yeah. has dropped, and also he- you might be a real life villain. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then because this is the year we're in, um, the man of the year, our future president. As soon as all this came out, uh, it came out that Keanu Reeves on John Wick three uh, f- fell down when he wasn't supposed to, like got beat at the end, and it wasn't scripted. And he was like, "No, that was awesome. Leave it in," because he doesn't care. What he looks like on screen. He's just the best of us. Wow. I want to suck his dick. We're going to be talking about <laughs> iZombie series finale after this. But before that, the super serious Shishi Bullpen. Now we're here in the super serious Shishi Bullpen. This week, we are going to do a little thing called giving away... Some shushies. That's finally we're gonna make this bullpen live up to its stupid goddamn name and go out and out of the house and get a fucking job for once. Bring in some goddamn money so that I can get my cigarettes. Anyway, Ryan, you've got some awards for us. You want other people to go out and work so your disgusting habit can continue. Yep, that's me. I'm Mr. Fucking Disgusting. Is that's the, my new character. In this, is the bullpen like a roommate, a wife, a kid? Yeah. yeah. Fucking, this uh, whole premise is confusing as shit. It's, it's my fucking nephew who's coming in because my goddamn sister got killed in that accident uh-huh. where she was penny flipping on the side of the railroad tracks. It came out and hit her right in the fucking head. <laughs> so now I got to take care of her goddamn stupid son. Uh-huh. And he's going to give me some awards. And cigarettes? Yeah, and some, some awards and cigarettes. Oh, we didn't tell the shishy winners that when you come and pick up your trophy. It's just cigarettes. Z. It's just made of cigarettes. Bring my cigarettes. Uh, Taylor, you did say one thing that was correct. We're giving away some shishies. Oh, good. Multiple shishies, because today is best ensemble. And so I think if you're in the cast, Love. you get one, right? Or do, yeah. do we just give it to the casting director whose name we don't know? Some people will be excluded, right. I think. I think there are some ensemble yeah. casts where if they win, at least one person will be excluded. Yeah, I'm intentionally not going to give one to Deke if he wins. Yeah, and we're still shunning May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Correct. Right. Yeah. She knows what she did. So. She shunned us for And also Mac from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If anyone wins from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we're giving it to like Daisy and maybe Fitz. Mac didn't do anything. He just sucks, and that's why we shunned him. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of the most important awards because this, and you'll see what the nominees can make a mediocre show yeah. great. You this know? is like, like the real good show award. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it may be like more important shows will win best show of the year, but like this is the big one. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Legion, Lucifer, Riverdale, and the Umbrella Academy not nominated tonight. Wow. wow. I'm surprised. Anything there that like blows you away? 
the fact for me, that, Legion. Yeah, the fact that Legion is not nominated because for every single award is insane. I think I know why, though, after watching this week. We had so little time with, uh, what's his name and what's her butt? Uh, Jemaine Clement and yeah. the lady from Designing Women. I, I think if Jemaine had been in this entire season, uh-huh. I think that they would have cracked it up. But yeah, they bring a lot of fun and interesting stuff to it yeah. that I think has been missing this season. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. not getting nominated is a bummer to me, but Fitzsimmons won Best Couple. That's the most yeah. I can ask from you guys. Yeah. I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a lot of good ensemble, but there's some bad in that ensemble that drags it down. Like a high percentage. Yeah. Too high for I, the... I, I think if you took Mac out of that, and, and honestly, Yo-Yo's out for me as well. What? She's not out and then back in and then out and then back in? Nope, she's hey. out entirely. I think if you take those out, they make it in. Uh, Riverdale, I, I still think it, it's not as good, but... The ensemble is still great, and the, but yeah. Lucifer was the big surprise because that's really all Lucifer has yeah. is the ensemble. So yeah. I thought that might get them in, but they did not. You guys ready to do this? I'm ready, as ready as I'm ever going to be. Your first nominee is Diane Guerrero, April Bowlby, Alan Tudyk, Matt Bomer, Brendan Fraser, Timothy Dalton, and Joyvin Wade from Doom Patrol. You're just gonna read the whole list. That's all right. Cool. Uh, the, I think those are the people that get the award. I think that this is the front runner based on who I know our show is. Uh huh. Um, it, I think there's one other that could possibly go toe to toe for it. Uh, toe to toe to row. I very good. <laughs> you know what I think actually might cost Doom Patrol the award is the fact that Doom Patrol is otherwise excellent and has a lot of good ideas, a lot of interesting plots. Um, I think that because of the overall quality of the show, it might actually like water down the enthusiasm for the ensemble. Because this is, this is the award for the show that we like but don't love. Yeah, like this is the show that we bit. enjoy but don't appreciate. Yeah, yeah, we we just want to give an award to all the people that we like seeing on our TV boxes, <laughs> but who aren't going to get anything else. The thing I think it has going for it though is that there were so many scenes of just people talking, yeah. and although they weren't funny banter, uh, it was mostly like depressing, like pathos and shit. I uh, I can't think of a parent taking Cyborg out. I can't think of another pairing that sucked. Like I would yeah. see any of these two actors be together. And with Crazy Jane, you get the like ensemble inside an ensemble. Wow, yeah, she could she should Double have been nominated ensemble. all. On and you know own. what? This isn't a hat on a hat situation. I like an ensemble in an ensemble. That's one of her personalities, the hat on the hat. Just yeah, a person that just wears two hats at Shoots the same hats time. at you. Hatty and hat. I wonder if they're ever gonna do a thing where one of her personalities has multiple personalities. <laughs> oh man. It's all David from Legion. <laughs> Your next nominee is Rose McIver, Mac- Malcolm Goodwin, Ra- Rahul Kohli, Robert Buckley, David Anders, Ali Machalka, and Bryce Hodgson from iZombie. Now, this one's kind of... I think this... You can tell that this, these nominations came out before we watched the season finale. Yes. <laughs> that's, I, I'm glad that you said it and I didn't have to. Uh, I, listen, I thought that their ensemble has carried the show for f- like five seasons minus one episode. This might be... <laughs> This might be kind of like a legacy. Right. I, yeah, I, last last, uh, last uh, opportunity to be nominated. And also, it wasn't this one of the early, very good shows associated with this particular yes. right. podcast? Like, this is one of the first times I feel like everybody got very excited about a show. And I feel like this is the OG, like, we love this ensemble show. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so I, it, it just it felt wrong that they wouldn't appear. Yeah. Do, like, when you look at these ensemble awards, do you just eliminate the people that, like, aren't great? Or do you factor that in? I, I think I, my mind just sort of like blocks the board. Like Ali Machalka is not 
like involved when I'm thinking what? about the ensemble. Peyton is uh, central to the show's chemistry. Ryan, I can't do this. I'm <laughs> sorry. so hard. I... But you acted as good as Ali Machalka does. Oh. Your next nominee is Brandon Routh, Katie Lotz, Dominic Purcell, yeah. Nick Zano, yeah. Maisie Richardson Sellers, Tala Ash, and Jess McCallan on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is the crew that goes toe-to-toe with... Uh, Totoro. Uh, I just thought of that. I don't know how. That's you are the funniest, dude. I just thought of uh, that. This is the one that can give Doom Patrol a run for its money. If Doom Patrol and Legion, they're in a big bout for best show of the year, maybe last year's best show of the year uh-huh. takes this one, you know? Because yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's going to get best show this year. Yeah. And I think I like Legends, but really what makes Legends work is this group of people because the rest of the show is like kind of flimsy. It's about them dating each other right. and trying to like learn about each other. And they seriously, they don't, even they don't pay attention to the missions they're doing uh-huh. while they're doing that. Yeah. While we're also not paying attention yeah. to the missions they're doing. So, I, like, really, it's just because you love all of these people, some of whom I like more than members of my own family. Oof. Brandon Routh. Yeah. Yeah. He's pancakes. Pancakes himself. <laughs> Your next nominee is Peter Serafinowitz, Griffin Newman, Valerie Curry, Yara Martinez, yes. Scott Spicer, and Brendan Hines in The Tick. This one is, I think, the one that when you asked earlier about do I take the bad ones out, I think this is the one that I most am iffy about on can I take the bad ones out when I consider the ensemble. I mm-hmm. wonder if, though, that like that nobody's bad. We just mean like not the best of the year. Yeah. Uh, I. I think that there's the most like fine in this show compared to this show, which has a lot of great, but also a lot yeah. of fine. Like, yeah. like I think DB and Overkill and the Tick and Arthur are great. I think the the ones dragging down are probably like Miss Lint. Miss Lint and Dot is just not given enough to do to like boost this award right. for. I it. feel like if they gave more to Dot, I think the actress can sell it and yeah. I, I'm never like upset that Dot is on the screen the last screen. season they did a lot of dark Dot which I kind of liked mm-hmm. yeah you know? and had her and uh, Overkill dancing to no music yeah which is great in that weird like techno goth dance style oh uh, guys if you put techno goth dancing in any of your shows you're gonna get nominated for this award yeah for sure I'm telling like, we're not gonna a, just let that go by that's a little insider baseball for you that's a, that's a tip you can take home for free and then you get to put the laurels up Oh. You know our very special laurels. So My no, first girlfriend's name was Laurel. Shushy nominee. That's just, a little fun, that's, that's just a little fun fact. Your final nominee is a weird one. Typically, this show would be nominated a lot more, but it's in this. It's technically, uh, what do you call it? Like, it can technically be nominated, but we haven't seen Winona Earp in so long. Yeah, it's hard to remember it. But there were a couple episodes that came after the cutoff of the award That's season. Correct. And so this is what it gets nominated for. So Melanie, Tim, Dominique, Catherine, Shamir, and Varun, you are nominated for Best Ensemble. This one feels like they are not going to win, but I hope that they would because, guys, I fucking love the ensemble of Winona Earp. I believe, did they win last year? They won last year, yeah. Yeah. Winona Earp sort of destroyed last year. Yeah. And there, this nomination is a little bit like, hey, remember this really good ensemble? Right. Because a- as we were doing the voting, I was like, oh, yeah, Winona Earp. That is a good ensemble, yeah. But it does feel like a long time since we've seen one, and it has since been canceled and then re. Yeah, yes, up, they're fi- right? they're finally making it again, and I don't remember if they've set a new premiere date for it. No, they have not. Yeah. I th- they set a shooting date, and I think it's December, but I don't know what that means I, for yeah. releasing. Well, I, I think production has started. Like they've they've done like table reads and stuff. Oh, really? And, yeah, I'm I'm pretty hooked in on the on Instagram, uh, so I've been following very closely. You're an Erpy. I'm. Uh, they're called Erpers. Erpers. The, is the actual term. Like yeah, you you don't want to do that. 
All right, guys, those are your ensembles. We ready? I'm ready. I'm I'm ready like SpongeBob. Drummy, 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 drummy. Your winner is Legends of Tomorrow. Hey! It makes sense. Yeah, it I'm checks out. Surprised. It's the best batting average. Yeah, they, they crush it every year. They've got so many good people, and they've cut all. I think this also should be nominated for most improved ensemble because they have cut every single person who did not or work on their ensemble. Rehabilitated them. Yeah, it's they not just have that. a few success stories. Dude, like Nick Zano used to be the most hated guy yes. on this podcast. Yeah. I specifically yes. fucking you hate, hated like, that. He would guy. stay outside of his house at night and just glare at his house. Yeah, and now Zano! I love him. Boo, you suck. I, that's a very good me impression. <laughs> And he was still stoked to be so famous yeah, that like somebody would do this that. Guy knows who I am. <laughs> well, the cast of Legends of Tomorrow, please come on down to our studio, pick up your awards. And I don't want to give this out like one at a time. Please all come down together and accept them all. I don't have time to like hand them out like when that. When we see that you're all here, then you can have yes. your award. And that is important because it is one big award that you have to break up into smaller awards. Oh, that's cool. Right? Yeah. It's it's like a, a Voltron of awards. Yeah, it's a Voltron of awards. Or reverse Voltron though. Why do you break up? Voltron becomes powerful when you put it together. Yeah. Eh, who cares? Yeah, we're making these awards less powerful. I think when the you bring them up. I think the big award is more powerful than the little awards, but they put them all together when they need the combined power of the awards. Yeah, like some they sort of. They don't know what to do. They yeah. don't know what yeah. to do with their legends. All right, that is all for the shushies. Now we'll move on to our main event, the series finale of iZombie. Uh. On the series finale of iZombie, iZombie gets as series finale-ish as a series finale can get, where thousands of plot lines and a whole lot of luck coalesce in the necessary series finale third act time jump. Liv and the gang are able to get the zombie cure out to the world before too much of a war, and everyone survives, despite at one point or another every character being dead, but then not. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How much do you think series finales are just another episode. And after watching this, how badly did you want to call Jerry Seinfeld and say, you know what, bud? You did okay. <laughs> I watched that Seinfeld recently. He actually did not. <laughs> that, that may have been worse than this. But this was, this was rough stuff. As a huge yes. fan and as a watcher of every episode, um, there, was, there was stuff in this episode where I couldn't just forgive because it was rushed in the end. Uh, like yes. It was that fucking stupid. It's, uh, Did you think the time jump was, was very, very stupid? I think the time jump is now, like Taylor said, like a necessity. In, yeah. So like, there's no surprise there. And it, this one was 10 years. Yeah. Ten which is years. A, and it's on the screen for a millisecond. So hopefully and you then saw there's, that. And there's like seven minutes of show yeah. Yeah. over that last 10 years. That's I felt very weird about that time jump. And I think this is another one of those things that from my history of watching iZombie, I think that they don't do big finale episodes well. I think they always try to do a thing and they swing for the fences and they just don't land it. Yeah. Like, They're just better at build up and hang out. Yeah. Like la- last season, they had like the big like finale was like major runs in and did like an action move and it did like some weird ass fucking cuts that like robbed it and that's what this felt like was they were doing a similar thing. Like I... To me, it felt like they thought they had two episodes left, mm-hmm. and then they were yes. like, "No, you just have one episode left." And they were like, "Uh oh, well, we have these are all the pot points we have to hit, and so we're gonna hit them." I think I know who to blame here because this Trump. felt like they needed two or three more episodes, but then also the entire last season was doggy paddling, and I think that we have no one to blame except for the mentioned in the show Veronica Mars. 
Yes. I think Rob Thomas got his baby back. Yep. Yeah. And didn't care anymore. I, that is exactly what I think happened. Because it feels like this entire season was kind of a, a whimpering like last ditch for this show. I mean, two characters in a row just getting pushed into a well. <laughs> I mean, like, and those should have been like the biggest deaths. Yeah. Like, right. So much importance, that, you know? Like, those characters have been around the show the entire run. And I think it's a cool decision. It's a weird decision, but it's a cool decision to have Donnie be the one to kill Blaine. Yes. Instead of Liv, our hero, or Peyton, the person who uh, was basically like gaslighted and abused by him for multiple seasons. Uh, but they chose Donnie. But. It is Peyton saying, oh, I think, I think Blaine killed your wife. And he's like, what? And then goes and kills him. And yeah. That is it. They yeah. are done. Like, that deserved more buildup. I liked the fact that Donnie, like, pushed him down the well and started screaming at him. That moment was great. But then when Donnie gets pushed in as well, and it's just as like... well? Yeah, as well. And then they just, like, everyone just, like, claps their hands like, well, that's it for that entire plot line. We're done. Like, they're in the well now. Like, show show us them in the well. Like, do it felt like... Spin-off show. Yes. Well life. And let's just see what goes on there. It is three different people in the well, though, right? Yes. It's like the dad... Yeah, the it's the dad, him. Blaine, and Donnie are all in the well. The other thing, too, is that... Um, we, Blaine needed to die. It, like it was the most obvious thing right. that was going to happen in this episode. But I think we would have been okay, right, as an audience, if Donnie sort of lived yes. and like he was an asshole. But I think he had redeemed himself enough. Yeah, he was a well-meaning asshole. Well, he, <laughs> God damn it! But to get the exact same punishment, right? Yeah, the exact same punishment, and like in a way that felt like unceremonious, like because no one even said anything to Donnie. Like, we got someone yelling at Blaine for what he had done. Donnie, Don just gets pushed into the well, and then they're like, oh, well, we're going to talk to Peyton now, and that's it. It, It's like my favorite way to leave a party, which is just like, instead of doing the the hugs and the 10-minute conversation with each person, just like, form a line, I just say bye to everyone as fast as I can, and then get the fuck out. Like, bye, Blaine, bye, Donnie, like, we got to go. It was funny, though, when... Peyton was like, how funny would it be if I yeah. killed you down the well now? That's like, a classic that Peyton moment. That was a legit funny moment. Because <laughs> yeah. she was right. That would be funny. It would have yeah. been hilarious. That, those are the moments that Peyton is good for. Peyton is fine on the show. I I, I felt like they gave as she, much. She died, but then they made her a zombie, and so she came Blaine, back. yeah, scratched yeah. her. Which, okay. uh, that also felt like a very... We need to it, like make some like drama happen in the final episode, but we're gonna get rid of it immediately. Yeah, is it me growing up with Rogue on the like with the X Men comics? It's that, that, that one it's street. Not just yeah, you, oh my no. God. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, so we're all on the same page yeah. on, on that on that one white streak. There's just a one curly strand of white hair. But yeah, so we talked about like Peyton died and then was resurrected. Like four or five different people get killed and then resurrected in this show major right because yeah the old bulletproof vest majors was the best one in my opinion Uh because i actually liked that he actually thought he was going to die yeah and then he left that message so we got both the very impassioned message uh finale moment and major's still around so they can make up so that i was (laughs) i was like great i love this and then they had an explosion and jumped 10 years ahead and i was like well I don't know what the fuck this episode's and the movie, doing anymore. The show tries so hard to be like, and you guys, she's dead. And you're just like, no, show, she's not. And no. then after two minutes, the show's like, no, she's not. Gotcha. But every step that you said, I was like, uh, don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Like, it was all telegraphed. None of it was a big reveal. I love how... Uh, also, there's three minutes left in the show. It's kind of yeah, immaterial right. whether she's alive or exactly, not. Exactly, yeah. 
Um, I love how in Major's quote unquote death, uh, followed the bullets followed all the movie rules of only go into the bulletproof yeah. vest. Yep. That always makes me think of Dumb and Dumber. Like, but what if they shot <laughs> you in the head? Yeah, what if they shot me in the head? I did. Uh, we were willing to take that risk. I, I did <laughs> like that he he used that. He was like, and shoot me anywhere. Not the head. But not that, because zombies, zombies do not shoot me in the head. But you shoot me anywhere else. Actually, don't shoot me in the arms either. And this Just French shoot guy. shoot me in the vest. This French bad guy, who is a classic villain that will go down in TV history, is one of the most memorable, beloved oh, villains. Oh, of course. Those spit curls? Yeah, definitely followed that rule yeah. of not shooting him in the head. Fr- French Fillmore Graves. He, I love, I love that character. I never will get over the fact that, that company is called Fillmore Graves. It's I, so fucking good. I, I spent, I, I watched like three episodes of this show ever, and I spent the whole time just being like, Fillmore Graves, <laughs> Fillmore Graves, <laughs> Fillmore Graves, and her name is Liv Moore. Yeah, <laughs> Liv Moore. Every character on this show has a crazy name. I like. Listen, we should talk about the actual finale, but. Throughout the show, Major Lily White. Major that's Lily his White. name. It's not his rank. His yeah. name is Major. That's uh, that's on the same level. Uh, you're if you're an iZombie fan, it's like you're a baseball fan and you get used to the name Albert Pujols. We just now talk about Major Lily White because it's been five years. Imagine pitching the show to someone right now who's never seen it, and and then there's Major Lily White. Whoa, hold on. What the f- what's his name? What is that a very good name? That is <laughs> a very good name. That's certified hashtag very good name. There was a college football quarterback in like the mid. Uh, 2000s named Major Applewhite. <laughs> Major Applewhite. So clearly they heard that Rob name. Thomas doubled down on yeah, that. Yeah, they're like, well, we're going to change just a couple little things here. <laughs> uh, how did you guys feel about their sort of reunion at the end? The the little like virtual cast or whatever? That was, that was painful in every possible way. Like the, It's 10 years in the future and now there's weird virtual like full body yes like and bash from glow is here and bash from glow is here and it always makes me sad when he's not doing the announcing because right that's he's so good at that but yeah it just felt so ham-fisted and weird yeah it it felt uh like forced like it's like they read a book about series finales yeah and this is what they do um none of it was interesting and again all they had no reason to do it Mm -hmm. they didn't have a reason to do it beyond what you said which is it says here in this book that's what we're supposed to do yeah, if you can, if you want to say something, you do that. If you have nothing to say on the topic of what happens at ten years after this, don't address it. It's yeah. cool. Like that scene could have just as easily have happened. Like, is she really dead? Yep. Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay, I guess she is. Hey guys, I'm not dead. Whoa! Like it could have happened like one week after that explosion, yeah. and it would have been the exact same. Speaking of saying, like, how to say bye, though, I love Bash's moment at the end. Like, he cuts the recording of the virtual cast, and he's like, yeah, sorry, you know, like, this is what everybody wants to know. Are they alive? Uh, sorry to ask that. And they're like, no, we get it all the time. And he's like, okay, bye, and just disappears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, I love bash, that out. <laughs> bash out. Bash <laughs> out. Let's bash it out. I'm going to go glow up on my other show. Glow, I, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a very good show. I did like uh, the one moment that I was okay with was uh, when they are done with the thing. And he's like, yeah, she's a, she's really got it down. Robbie, he made some choices. <laughs> like, like they started giving each other notes on their performance. And I feel like that almost felt like the actors themselves giving each other as actors uh-huh. notes <laughs> on the show. You know what the episode did a great job of doing is not really describing what it would be like to live in a zombie apocalypse, but what it's like to be in first class. You have yeah. all of this room, like half the episodes in first class on an airplane, and you have all this room. 
like you can do anything you want. You can get up, you can walk around, you can perform hijinks, you can drug people. Like you first can class is the best. Order drinks nonstop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, Give you, me some mimosas. And they've already when, got a line set up. Yeah. The stewardess is not offering drinks yet. But if yeah. you're in first class, you'd be like, you can tell the pilot, bring me a mimosa. They'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. You can make anyone do anything. Um, speaking of, uh, I didn't have a good segue for that. I'm just going to talk about a different thing speaking now. Speaking of, of segways. Speaking of segways. Yeah, let's scoot on to this next topic. Uh, so the the woman who is like in charge of the human like paramilitary resistance, why did they just like shove her off? Like they, we got no closure on the end of that. Yeah, she clearly blows line. up that building. Yeah, and then they just like you're like ah, and then we uh, we didn't talk about her a lot, and then she maybe shot major. We don't know. My favorite, frankly, we don't want to know. My favorite part was uh, this whole season they've been building up the fact that her son is a zombie, and she's been dealing with that, like struggling with that. And then in this last episode, because it's the last episode, that her zombie son's like, "Please, mom," and she just blows him away. Like yeah. there we go. There's the ending. Like, right, fucking kill him. I, I hate my stupid zombie son. That's a series wrap on me, everybody. <laughs> I'll be at craft service. <laughs> I, I wish every now and then that one of the zombies on the show would have just said that. That's or the, a series wrap on me. They just forgot to cut until yeah. we get to see everybody <laughs> applauding for the actor. Uh, speak, uh, actually, Is this going to be a good segue, Taylor? Actually, speaking of side characters who get their moments, how did you guys feel about uh, the Frost, the, the news anchor who's been around for seasons and seasons at this point? How did you feel about his send-off? I don't care what... like. Like I don't care how like forced into the plot this guy is. I just want to hear his voice all the time. Yeah, and so if he's on screen, I'm in. Yeah, I I really appreciated that they included him in the big big send up because I feel like he got more screen time than uh, fucking Pro- Professor Stacy Boss or whatever her name is. Professor Stacy, the Boss. bitch mom. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Bosky was. There was just. I mean, like I bet this episode was three because he's pages. been a reoccurring news anchor character yeah. on the show yeah. for the entire run. Okay. And then a lawyer in Veronica Mars. Uh this this final draft was probably 300 pages and then they just ripped and I'm sure bitch mom's pages got ripped out yeah. and uh, they just had to and they they couldn't look at that big script and say like, you know what, we should do one more season. Like they didn't have that option. Yeah, they they should have just done that shit over the course of the season. Yeah, they just got to the end and they were like, "Whoops." Or do what we all wanted them to do, which is an hour long virtual cast just have them in those chairs talking the entire time hosted by bash it feels weird to make fun of people sitting around talking about pop culture we should we should probably not do that well so we've addressed this specific episode how does this episode leave you feeling about the overall run of the show will you look back at this show and think yeah this was this was still a very good show actually like going back to seinfeld i don't think any series finale has that much power you know like i think that you everyone is ready to disregard like shitty endings. We're so bummed in the moment, you know, and like another one that was confusing, if not bad was Sopranos. But that the end of the Sopranos or Seinfeld only gets brought up when we're talking about series finales. Rarely when we're talking about Seinfeld or the Sopranos, you know, I think I zombie will still be remembered as this like pretty tight, awesome five season show. Your best episodes are always going to be in the middle of a season, in the middle of the run of the show. So you know, you're picking a show that is out of gas and it's the very last episode they ever make. It's tough to make it good. This reminded me of Game of Thrones and that it had so much to do and do it so quickly that you don't have the emotional impact of anything. But right now we're coming towards the end of the year of shitting on the Game of Thrones finale. Uh, and once we get out of that year, then we'll go back to remembering Game of Thrones as a whole thing. 
and not just like if we were disappointed. Yeah, it's easier when it's you can still have unanswered questions. I just started rewatch or not rewatching, watching for the first time Six Feet Under. And part of it is because when people talk about series finales, like this is always at the top of the list. Yeah, they say it's the best one. And now I have to get through like 62 hours of TV in order to see what the fuck people are talking about. Yeah, that's I. That's another one of those shows that comes up in that conversation a lot that I've never seen, and I don't know that I will. It's I'm a good just, show. You check it out. I'm just, I'm just not going to watch it. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Very early prestige TV. Mm-hmm. I, I only watch shows that have very shitty endings. Okay. That's my deal. You know what? That's that, I love that journey for you. That's also how you get massages, too. Only yeah. the ones with shitty endings. Yeah. <laughs> how much for the shitty ending? Oh, like, no. that's, that's regular price. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'll pay you. Yeah. All right. Well, iZombie is over. We bid it farewell as it drifts off into the sunset. We're going to shoot a flaming arrow right onto that little pyre and watch it go. We will miss you. You will dream. <laughs> What is that? Is that from something? It's kind of from, it's kind of from uh, 2001: Space Odyssey. Oh When they're yeah. shutting Hal down, he asks, "Will I dream?" Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I zombie, you will dream. You will. <laughs> you will live t- more, and you will fill more graves. <laughs> there we go. Now we're gonna move on to the rest of the shows that didn't in their entire run this week. Now we're here in the pull list. This is the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is Legion. This week on Legion, we're going to the astral plane where we find Melanie and Oliver chilling and trying to avoid talking to a wolf in a top hat, played very awkwardly by Jason Manzukis. Then, boom, Sid's brain arrives in the form of a baby, and they raise her up and try to get her ready to go back to the real world and face David. But not before we get to see a rap battle that immediately feels like a bad idea and only gets exponentially worse every second. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Am I overreacting to how bad this rap battle was? It made me sad to be alive. I think you are. I think that Manzukis was great. And I actually want him to... I think he's like sort of typecast as Derek from uh-huh. The Good Place, which Derek. is crazy. Because you would think that he, there's not that many roles Jason out there Jason Manzukis plays Jason Manzukis in every role that he is in. And I like... It, lo- it felt like they were both improvising because as great as the writers of Legion are, they were just Jason Manzoukas and Jermaine Clement yeah. like, for the entire first 30 minutes. Uh, but the rap battle... I found him very awkward. Really? I, th- I yeah. thought he was great. Yeah, I thought he was great too. Oh, okay. I had, a, I had a good time watching him on the, the screen. Because you, know, you guys know I love him. Yeah. Right. And I just felt like he didn't quite find it. But, you know, I said that but to this my... Is, this is a save zone. You don't have to defend your love of <laughs> Jason yeah. Manzoukas. Future Pop Filter Hall of Famer Jason Manzoukas. Uh, but there was stuff he did stuff that didn't feel legiony. Like uh, he wants to teach people about the Holocaust. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he just he seems oh, to, you teach about the Holocaust. And he just wants he, to make everybody feel bad. All right, the time. and then he was getting chased away because the man won't do it. So the wife comes out and has to do it. And as he's running away, he's like, "Don't forget about chlamydia." Yeah, that's <laughs> so Zooks. That's so Zooks. <laughs> it, like every moment that he was being Manzukis, I was like, I'm delighted by this. He's talking to like little Sid when she's like a five five year old girl, and he's like, "Uh, your dad's gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, everyone's going to die. He's like, yeah, but it's going to be sad when your dad does. And he's like, yeah, my parents told me that, and I'm okay with that. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> Man, I thought <laughs> I was going to break you. As far as the rap battle goes. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Really? Yeah. I really did, because uh, there was, they could have gone full on 80s, like really basic crap, or yes. tried to make it good. And I thought it just coasted right in that middle ground. It, it, the thing that I thought was fine about it was that it felt, because it was Jermaine rapping, it felt like it was a Flight of the Concords bit. 
Yeah. And it felt like they just dropped that. Like, they're not being overly serious Because with it. of Flight of the Concords, I thought it was going to be... I thought they would do the joke where sometimes he would have the occasional line that's too long and just evolves into him talking. But almost every single line was, like, off-meter. Like, yeah. But that also felt like a... Like a weird stylistic choice. Yeah, like it felt like they know that that's what's happening. Yeah, but I, it I, was which too it, bad not to know that it was so bad. I it, it, I could see them saying they were that was what they were going for. And that is different than typical Legion because when they dance, they fucking dance. Yeah. Like it's yes. not like we'll make these actors do stuff that's like sort of stupid on purpose because they can't. Right. They get into it. Yeah, and that's the thing that made me go. This isn't the best thing that Legion has ever done. In fact, it was. Even borderline rap, like I, I could see an argument where like that's not a hip hop song. No, like, like what I, they were doing. I don't think what they were doing was rapping. I mean, they didn't. It didn't follow any of the rules. Like it definitely did seem like dad rap. You know, where your dad like hears a rap song, he's like, "Well, I could do that," and yeah. then immediately just it's, falls it's on like his some face. So Woody Allen shit or something. Uh, but so we had all of that. The, the end of the episode is they Sid jumps back out and is ready to go like fight uh, David. How'd yeah, you guys? Have, they've raised her up. Yeah. How did how did you guys feel about that little section of the? I have to say that I was bummed. Typically, when you're watching a show uh, and you get something that the show isn't, like yeah. if you get like a separation episode, the altered, yeah. you're continuity. you're pissed because this isn't what I wanted. I had so much fun in Astral Plane Fairy Tale Land yeah. that I was kind of bummed to get back to the blimp. Yeah. Yeah. The first I, five minutes are like, it's one of the funniest five minutes in like any show, comedy or drama of the year. When Melanie comes out and like shoes the wolf away, that's fucking hilarious. Like, I, I really appreciate when Jermaine just says, well, he did blow the old paper house away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's made of sturdy straw. <laughs> I also really appreciated when he's walking with the girl. He's yes, this is. And she's like, why do some songs make you happy and some sad? And he says, but do you know the difference between a major and a minor key? And she goes, I'm five. <laughs> That's no excuse. But, and then she asks one more question. And he's like, no more questions. Yeah, quiet now. <laughs> no more questions. The whole thing is like, uh, we raise you to be curious and ask. And she only asks the hardest questions. Yeah. yeah. And I... Uh, Finally, he just gets sick of it. He's like, nah, shut the fuck up. Because it's basically every five seconds. And it's not just the the standard little kid thing of why, why, why. It's every single question is a thoughtful, like requires thoughtful analysis. And so yeah. he's finally just like, okay, you just have to stop talking to me right now. <laughs> uh, do you guys have moments of the week? Are we seriously done? We're, we're at that time. I'm sorry. As Brian. much as I love the Astral Plane segment, my moment of the week came from the back 10, uh, which was just... Finding out any information about Carrie and Carrie is awesome. Yeah. And then watching them try to, like, just realizing that Carrie is injured, but Carrie is not, but Carrie can sit, but Carrie can't. And then, like, coming to terms with that fact, uh, I, I don't know, it was awesome. And then the, the hug, you know, like, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Before uh, jumping through the time door, Carrie has, like, one second where she has to jump through the time door and get to the other side and she stops just so she can kick one of the time demons in the face. And it's not that she's going to even fight it. She just kicks it in the face and jumps through the and door. Yeah. The show makes it seem and Sid makes it seem that like, oh no, she's going to sacrifice she's gonna herself. She's going to But no, it's just the kick and then go in. I thought I could just do one quick kick and then jump through. And so she she has like the like a little smirk on her face while she yeah. does it. Carrie's awesome, but Carrie fucking rules. That I agree. Uh, I'm, I have two very quick ones. One is that the fucking green hands are back. And look, what? 
They, when? Where? Uh, when they go to the edge and they look out, oh, here's the city uh, outside of our, ha- our there planter. There were green hands out there? There were green hands floating around. Oh my god, I totally missed that. So they were at the green hands place. And then the girl asks, well, what makes that real? Yeah. Like, oh man, what a good question. Uh, and then the other one was uh, when Sid wakes up, she puts her hair back and she walks in and, and Carrie goes, there's something different about you? She's like, my hair back. <laughs> I, I just I don't know why, but I really. But then it's her next line. It's like, oh, and then also I just lived an entire lifetime in the last twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, I I just really enjoyed that entire interaction. All right, <sighs> guys, I don't want to stop talking about Legion. Legion is on FX on Wednesday nights. Your next show is Pennyworth. On the series premiere of Pennyworth, a young man named Alfie feels out of place in the world trying to figure out what it's like to be a man when you think that violence is stupid and most dudes are boring. He starts a security firm, falls in love, meets Thomas Wayne. What? Wayne? What? Guys, Wayne? What? Like John Wayne's yeah, dad? Yeah, I think it's John Wayne's dad. Whoa! He's a pilgrim. So this is tied somehow to the real world. Right. Very cool. And gets in adventures, which is sweet, because although he hates violence, he's really fucking good at it. <laughs> I'm just super good at it, guys. Taste Buds, if I told you that this was clearly not someone saying we should make more Batman shows, but instead we should make a really great, gorgeously shot, pre-Austin Powers, kick-ass British spy show, but they couldn't sell the pitch without Batman in the conversation, where does that leave us in the world? It shouldn't... I, it honestly shouldn't matter, but I, for whatever reason, I still just don't feel like watching the show. I've heard from multiple people that... It's a good show. It's just there's no reason for it to be connected to this property. And I almost feel like because there's not a good reason for it to be connected to Batman or who cares what Pennyworth did, yeah. that, that I'm not going to watch something that is, a lot of people think, is very, very good. I feel like the only connection is every now and then someone will be like, Thomas Wayne, why are you here? And he turns directly to the camera and he says, I have to be here so that I may be killed one day and my son <laughs> will become Batman. And then they continue with the scene. I will birth the bat. Also, yeah, he's a lot like Casey Jones. He has uh, only sports gear as weapons. And it's just baseball bats. He calls himself the Batman. It's so weird. Uh, I think the issue is, with the reviews that I've seen, is that everyone got four episodes and to review. And we got them, of course. We have the screeners, but we yeah. do one episode at a time. And I think that... We're not barbarians. Throughout the course of the four it sort of gets mediocre. But just this one is one of the best pilots we have ever done for this show. I cannot believe, and they may have used all the budget on this episode. They may have uh, used all the storyline, but this is such a great, fun hour. It's it's like if you thought that uh, like not enough happened in Downton Abbey. Like This is perfect just because the voices and the costumes and the voices, man, you cannot watch this show without uh, closed captioning. Uh-huh. Like, they are speaking gibberish the entire time. It's adorable, but I have no idea what they're saying. But I cannot believe how awesome this was. Do you have a moment of the week from this very op- awesome episode? I do have a moment of the week. Uh, a lot of it is showing how Alfred Pennyworth is not the heroes that we have today. Like, there's a part where uh, something bad happens, and he runs directly to the police department. It <laughs> just, like, reports the crime. And I, I've never seen that before, you know? Uh, but he's also, like, he's just calm, and, like, he doesn't have to do stuff in the way that it's typically done. And he goes up uh, to this group of thugs in the bar that he's working at, and he says, uh, he says something like, well, we all, you know, like, it's not so bad. You have your health. And the bad guy says, well, that's a lot of front for a door monkey, because he's a tuxedo-wearing bouncer. And Alfred just looks at him and is like, don't be like that. Don't, don't be a jerk. <laughs> like, doesn't punch him in the face, doesn't, like, scream curse words at him. He's like, we don't act like that. And that's a lot of what makes the show awesome. 
Uh, Pennyworth is on TV. Your next show this week is Krypton. This week on Krypton, General Zod pitches a little tantrum, and it has revealed that what we believe to be flashbacks about Seg and Lyda being happy together were actually visions Lyda had under the influence of the parasitic Black Mercy plant while in a catatonic state. And the Lyda we have been seeing all season has actually been a clone of Lyda so Zod can control the soldiers better. Krypton! (laughs) All comic book shows need a good clone saga. That always works well. Taste Buds, I ask you this. If you had known that all of these little things from Superman's past were going to appear in this show, would you have watched it to begin with? Because our initial pitch was, this is going to be like nothing to do with Superman. It's just going to be the backstory of, of like his family and like a gritty family drama. I, I at feel the, like at this point we have Brainiac, Zod, Doomsday, the Black Mercy Plant, uh, Crypto, Supergirl, Superboy. Yeah, we've got like Mr. the whole Missile fucking Personal squad. I'm um, just because I didn't feel like I got enough time to talk about Pennyworth. Uh, okay. Part of what it does awesomely is like Thomas Wayne's in the background and it's not forced and doesn't care if you make the connections. I feel like this all Krypton has is the connections. Right. It feels like they aren't happy with like just writing a show and they're like I don't know what can we like what very famous Superman villain can we like focus the season around and there's not a lot like they're running out yeah yeah they've burned through a lot of the big ones especially like some of the recent ones he doesn't have like the Batman or Flash rogues gallery like just because he can destroy anything at any time and it can't be bizarro Superman, because Superman's not even around yet. He wouldn't even I, know what I, to be I guarantee Bizarro fucking to you, by the end of this season, we will see Bizarro Superman. I guarantee Wait, God so you mean that it. we won't see Bizarro Superman? God, fucking, I fucking hate you. Uh, uh, Krypton's on sci-fi. Watch it if you want. Your next or show, don't watch it, and then we won't have to deal with it soon. Yeah. You're, you know what? Don't, don't watch it. Do we have to pull to convince people to not watch to something not watch so it gets so. canceled? Your next show this week is The Boys. Welcome to the world of the boys, where superheroes are vain, dangerous celebrities controlled by big business. Rather than fight crime, these soups mostly worry about marketing, getting high as fuck, and banging all the time, which I guess sounds okay, but they don't care if they run right through someone and turn them into like a cloud of red mist and bone chunks. We follow Huey, a not-Scottish lad, who has learned firsthand, or should I say hands, the callous indifference of the soups show for we mere mortals, and Annie January, or Starlight, who is an up-and-coming superhero who dreams of making it big, only to find out that being on The 7, America's premier superhero group, can really suck. Along the way, we meet Vought American, the company that operates the superheroes if they were sports, stars, and Homelander. This universe is Superman, or Superion, who seems really nice before he uses his laser eyes to kill an airplane. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. How is the show doing so far in delivering the interesting viewpoint and shocking moments of the comic while steering clear of how deeply, deeply problematic it is. Having not read the comic, this was great. I've, I felt like it really... There are some moments that make me very uncomfortable, but uncomfortable in a way that I'm like, this show knows that this is bad. Uh-huh. But uh, do, you, do, you, like, do you feel like they're going out of their way to make you uncomfortable? No, I, I feel like they... I'll see how I feel a few episodes in, but it felt like this was very much a... Here's some uncomfortable shit. We're setting the groundwork for what this like show is mm-hmm. because they sort of have to very quickly get you on board with the fact 
that like major superheroes are fucking dicks and they deserve what's coming to uh-huh. them. Uh-huh. So I think in that respect, they did their job very well because I hate every single one of these superheroes. There's a lot of connections to Preacher, both behind the scenes, but I think watching it too, because when we talked about Preacher, we would like have this thing where like, oh, we can tell they're going for our moment of the week. Like yeah. they want us to say that, which I love because that's a thing that we created and we're thinking that they know about it. Um, this felt like a sophomore effort. Like now that we have made Preacher, we can uh, calm down on the shocking stuff and make them more integrated into the story. Yeah. As opposed to like clearly obvious set pieces just there to like gross you out or make you talk. Yeah. There's no like bear sphincters that are shitting out diamonds in this. Yet. Yeah. Yet. And that's the the thing that I am hesitant about. Because there was the thing that I enjoy is that there's a lot of male nudity in this, and so far, no female nudity. Well, other than the... the you did see a little bit of boob in yeah, like, the orgy scene. in the orgy scene. But a there's lot of male nudity. Bit. Yeah. I would say... Including they, the guy who is a complete like original creation of the show, which is <laughs> trans... What's his name? Translucent? Translucent. Translucent. Translucent, who has to be totally naked to be invisible. He can't, like, he doesn't have a special costume that does it. So whenever he gets found out, he just appears... Standing there naked, dicks of the world, and he's yeah. like, all right, I just got to go now. The closest thing to that preacher thing that I thought I saw in this episode was uh, somebody who has the powers of Ant-Man oh. running and diving directly into a vagina. Yeah. But although that is like, oh, wow, crazy, um, it's, like, it's, it's very passing, you know? Yeah. Like, we move on quickly, and they're not, like, high-fiving. The show's not high-fiving itself for doing something yeah. like that. Yeah. The thing that the book does that I'm really in- interested to see how the show handles is just the way different groups are talked about in the comic, both by bad guys and guys we think of as good and definitely like the protagonist of the book itself, just very, very rough language and very, very like problematic opinions about all sorts of different groups. And I got the feeling this show, based on what it has already taken and what it has already put aside, it's just going to be like, yeah, we don't have to engage with that at all. Why would we? Yeah. Because there are, the comic book, The Boys has, a ton of very interesting ideas, all of which I feel like are at the forefront of this show. The whole like corporate control of superheroes and the way that they're like sports stars, like being sold to a city for like a 10 year contract for $250 million. And the stars of their own movies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, they're the biggest movies just like our world, but the deep actually stars in the deep. They talk about points off the back end Mm -hmm. and everything. Uh, I think that they're already, they're navigating that landscape pretty well. And I, I think they'll, they'll be able to pull it off. And still have shocking moments. There are shocking moments in this, you know, the jawbone. Like, yeah. The, it, like, Ugh. seeing someone dive into a vagina is whatever. But uh, when A Train, the Flash uh, analog, uh, destroys Huey's girlfriend uh, and he's holding her hands, but the rest of her is gone, she's a puddle of blood, but you see that jawbone flying through the air. That was the one that got me. Yeah, that was, uh, I could do without a whole lot of that in the future. But see, I think there's a a purpose for that like yes the book does a lot of really gratuitous things but this is one instance where i think the shocking quality of this is necessary in a way because one it wants to show you that this is a world where the power of superheroes and their effect on normal folk are is going to be reckoned with that our bodies couldn't like stand up to the kind of force that they generate and then two the absolute callous indifference and the fact they could completely like ruin your world yeah. Do you know the impression that I got uh, was that it was I really want this show to have a voice and a message instead of just like uh, flashy scenes. And the message I got was sort of like uh, anti-military, uh, which is crazy because Garth Ennis wrote the book 
anti-superheroes, but loves the fucking military in war. And I wonder if uh, this is going against like the whole point of his book yeah. and the whole point of Ooh. the person, the writer. Yeah, maybe. I and you know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> kill the author. Yeah. Uh, moments of the week, Ryan. My uh, at the end, we kill a superhero. I mean, he was created for the show, so yeah. I guess that was sort of telegraphed. But um, Translucent does die in, and I'm I'm a sucker for this. But some top notch fighting an invisible person work. Like uh, it, I think it's hilarious, and this totally worked. I I love it, Greg. Uh, I just want to point out one last thing, which is uh, Billy Butcher, according to the wife. Very hot. Yes. So it's yes. going to be interesting to see that journey. Um, it, like watching this, I thought about a world where like Brad Pitt was in superhero shows and Carl Urban was the biggest star on the planet. Uh-huh. Like he's got what it takes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to I want to chart the course of that because Billy Butcher is a very interesting character. For me, it was bringing the Homelander bringing down the plane in 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 like the comic book. Homelander just like has a thing about planes. He just like, they're just so easy to just knock <laughs> yeah. out of the sky. They're right there. Yeah. Like and he does it several different times. So seeing him do this th- and they set this up differently than they did in the book. You don't know he's one of the bad ones until the very end. And that's the moment. And then you see like his bright red laser eyes and he looks so terrifying. I, I thought there's just a but cool Taylor, not having read the comic book. I yes. have to ask you, were you surprised that Homelander is also bad? Like, was I that mean, a big reveal? Not really. I feel like it was a good one episode reveal because I did really appreciate when he's like, "How about you guys tell me about sometime when you helped someone?" This <laughs> yeah, week? like that but, stuff. But like, did you buy that? A, a little bit. I was like, "There's going to be something sinister." I didn't expect for it to be episode one, but I think I'm glad that they just got it out of the way. I'm glad. Yeah, it's it's the show operate the whole story operates a lot better if you know that he's actually the worst of them. Yeah, that that checks out. Did you guys hear about the scene that was cut from? No. Comic and, we'll talk about that on a break. Uh, and my moment of the week was uh, Billy Butcher's trying to convince Huey to uh, like, like do this spy thing. And he says, do you know who my favorite musician is? <laughs> James Taylor. Yeah. After walking through the whole entire episode wearing a Nirvana shirt, he lists like three of his favorite. I love Simon, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, you know what? If, if all of those dudes are that dude's favorite musicians, he's not cut out for this. I, I agree. <laughs> Uh, the Boys is on Amazon Prime. It's a very good show. Check it out. Please watch it more than you watch The Tick. Your next show this week is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, on this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daisy defies the entire team in order to go kill Sarge, because he, and, but doesn't because he's just so damn Colson-y. Meanwhile, Mac and Yo-Yo try to stop Izel. She gets Yo-Yo to tell her that Benson is important and then makes Benson face his worst fears, which is the fact that he killed his husband whilst drunk driving. Taste buds, Yikes. I ask you this. Drunk driving, yay or nay? I'm a big nay on that one, Rye Guy. Uh, or is this just through like uh, tracks or actually out on like major streets? Well, yeah, I mean, in your neighborhood, you can, it's fine, right? Yeah. Wear a helmet, obviously. I have heard people say that. That's not actually what I think. I just heard that before. <laughs> so I thought I'd make that a terrible joke. But yeah, I guess I'm going to go thumbs down on this one. Uh, there's This is a trope, like the Groundhog Day trope, where something creates your worst fears. We'll call it the Marshmallow Man trope. And for whatever reason, I can't get enough of it. I think it's so awesome because even though it's been done a billion times, we get to know the character a little bit. And uh, even though the character knows it's fake, it still freaks them out. Like, it's so crazy. He was just told to think of nothing uh-huh. and then immediately thought of the husband that he killed drunk driving. Oof. That's a, that's a, real, that's a real bummer. And then with uh, Daisy and Coulson, um, they're 
like Coulson's gone full bad guy even more than before. Sarge has gone full bad guy. Oh no! And then is screaming at her, and in the middle of screaming at her, uh, calls her Sky, which is something that only Coulson would say. Yeah. So there is some Coulson in there, guys. I know you're shocked, but I think the actor might be back to play Phil Coulson Uh-oh. in the next season of Agents what? of Shield. What? Yeah. You heard it here first. Uh, do you have a moment of the week? My moment of the week is when May is attacking Coulson because May was in love with Coulson and still thinks there's Coulson in there. So she's interrogating Sarge uh, and Sarge knows that it's just to get the Coulson out. And Sarge screams at her. I'm not here to cure your loneliness. And I've never seen May put down before like that. Like she just like got quiet and walked out of the room. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on ABC. Crazy, right? Your next show this week is Swamp Thing. This week on Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing is being experimented on by the Conclave and discovers that he is not actually Alec Holland, but a plant being that absorbed Alec Holland's memories. Meanwhile, Avery locks his wife in the mental institution, and the Phantom Stranger convinces Jason to be the Blue Devil, just for real now. So that guy's just the actual Blue Devil, and he's got like a whole thing going on. And that's Ian Ziering, right? Yes. Uh, Taste Buds, I ask you this. What? Why is he not Alec Holland? What's what's going on there? I don't know. I I fucking love that though. Actually, I think it's a dope twist. Who are you if you're just the absorb? Like, are you yeah. that person if you're the, all their absorbed that, memories? That is a very interesting bit for like me because I've. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so if you don't mind, I'm going to quietly think of that, right? I'm just going to think Give a lot. Give me five minutes, guys. Because I I did, like, several papers over this in college on, like, what makes, like, a person a person. Yeah. And I firmly stood on the, the stance that it's just, like, whatever your memories and, like, your... You're just in a, a collection of memories, right? You're just yeah. these experiences, the sum total of So, them. like, now I'm wondering, like, what actually is this weird plant being it's the guy it's the same guy we just said (laughs) we just said well no 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 (laughs) but what is the thing that initially absorbed his memories like how how does that because that doesn't just happen normally that swamp thing oh okay yeah Yeah. swamp thing all right cool (laughs) are you bummed you're not in college right now so you because like right now you can't write any swamp yeah dude you could write a dope paper about this fuck you i'm gonna write a swamp thing paper you can't tell me what to do you know fucking nerd you know join patreon and read taylor's swamp thing article or commission taylor to write your like philosophy papers actually yeah do that i'll do that but i don't give a fuck when somebody hires you don't tell them it's about swamp thing that's not gonna be good for your business well it's called swamp thing industries so i think (laughs) it's probably gonna give it away (laughs) they think you're just gonna make a bunch of swamp things yeah swamp thing is on dc universe your next and final show this week is jessica jones on the seventh episode of the third season of jessica jones jessica and trish take a road trip to the home of salinger's first murder thinking that when you first do things you make mistakes and make a mistake he does as he buries his first victim under a gazebo, asking the question, who Classic would, mistake. Who would know someone who has a gazebo? <laughs> Meanwhile, Salinger hires a lawyer, and it's Hogarth. The whole episode culminates, and Jessica finds out that Salinger is a children's wrestling coach and taking him down on the mat. Taste Buds, I ask you this. If we all followed the rules of wrestling, which of the three of us would win the pot filter wrestling tournament? Well, the number the number one rule of wrestling is that you fight you wrestle people in your own weight class. We could do that, right? We'll we'll have like sandbags. Yeah, we'll just cover Taylor in sandbags, and I would say Taylor. That's absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to lose so instantaneously. It seems like the hardest part of wrestling is remembering all of the rules uh-huh. because you want to uh, scream curse words and yeah. like poke eyeballs, just punch the guy in the nuts. Those aren't the rules. Stop like, grabbing my head. Stop shoving it around. I hate this. And yeah, I mean, I, I also don't know. Like, if you get pinned, how much of that was because you're bad or they're good? 
Yeah. It's, it's confusing to me. It's usually because they're all squirmy. I know like uh, Orange County bar fights, which is just like a lot of talk and then slapping as like wildly as you can. Yeah. This seems very different to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until you like tucker yourself out mm-hmm. and then just have to sit down on the curb and cry. Oh, I love a good curb cry, you guys. Good I haven't post, done that in a while. Just a post-fight cry. What are you guys doing after this? You want to do a curb cry? Let's do a nice curb cry. Get out there. The way that I got out of all those fights is uh, you always have earrings in your pocket. Yeah. And that way, when the fight starts, you take Eyes them out of your pocket earring. and say, somebody uh, hold these. Uh-huh. Th- then it's done. No one's going to fight a guy who has earrings in his pocket. That's that's you know that's a very good point. I've never seen a guy with earrings in his pocket and thought, I want to be anywhere near that guy. You guys, let's get out of here. This guy's pocket's <laughs> absolutely jam-packed full of earrings. This guy's got earring pockets. <laughs> Do you have a moment of the week? My moment of the week is uh, Jessica Jones is a show starring women about women. and Four women. Yeah. Well, I can still watch it, though. One of the characters is a woman who kisses other women. Whoa. Yeah. But I like kissing women. Dude, yeah. I'm going to start doing that. I like trading spaces. Salinger. Good show. Salinger is the bad guy of the season and a serial killer and clearly awful. Um, But what if... He wasn't bad enough. So in his press conference, in, conference after he gets released from jail, he says, look, I don't blame Jessica Jones. Uh, she saw me, uh, a white male, and knew that I would make the perfect target. Like, this is who's under attack in this day and age. So now he is the worst worst. Good oh, move. Jesus Christ. Good All right. move. Well, that is a good point, though, that um, only villains are saying that sort of thing. <laughs> yes. yes. It is a tell. Uh, that is it for Jessica Jones. It's on Netflix. We're watching it week by week. Watch it with us. That is all for this entire episode of the podcast. That's done for this week. Yeah. Next week. That's all you get. Next week, we are going to be talking about probably Hobbs and Shaw, because we're doing that immediately after this. Uh Uh-huh. We're also going to be talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the finale finale. Whoa. Do you know why I'm stoked about seeing Hobbs and Shaw? It's going to be a thr- Do you guys remember when you were kids where you would watch a movie and then after the movie you would go and play the movie? Uh-huh. You pay- we're yep. going to do that after Hobbs For and Shaw. Sure, oh, yeah. Dude. And Jumping I a- call Vanessa Kirby right now. <laughs> I call Shaw. <laughs> I'll, I'll be Hobbs. <laughs> Uh, for Hobbs, I'm Shaw. For Shaw, I'm Greg. For Greg, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm also Hobbs. Boo 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 booey. Do you want to work on? Do you want to do that again? Boo boo booey. Nope. I think that's my own original thing. Boo boo booey. I think boo boo booey is all you need. That's all, kind folks. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. Here comes the train. That's how the news goes. <laughs> <laughs>